This is Jim Wallace. A declaration was delivered to every member of Congress and every senator just this week. It's called the Unity Declaration on Racism and Poverty. But I want to give you the story behind the declaration. Congresswoman Barbara Lee, she's from Oakland, California. She is one of the most consistent spokespeople on racial justice, economic justice, gender justice. She is just there. But in a meeting with some friends of mine, she expressed how, how discouraged she often was by how people don't connect racism and poverty. There's an integral connection that people just don't make on the right or the left. And she was discouraged. So she hosted this dinner with Barbara Williams Skinner, who's co-chair of the National African American Clergy Network, probably the largest network of African-American clergy in the country, and Simone Campbell, uh, who leads network, you know, nuns on the bus. Those two women pulled us together with Barbara Lee, and she expressed how frustrated and how painful it is when people don't connect racism and poverty. Yes, there are huge cuts. They're promising $2 trillion of cuts that will impact poor and vulnerable people. And yes, they'll hurt everybody. But massively, disproportionately, they're going to hit African Americans, Latinos, Native Americans, people of color, more than anybody else. And she just expressed her heart, her feelings, her pain. I go to lots of meetings, Washington, D.C., dinner meetings, even around sometimes these kind of topics. But there was something in the room that night. I would say there was such a clear movement of the Spirit to talk in my language of faith. In the room then, I saw an enthusiasm among Christian leaders, black, Hispanic, and white, especially was struck by the enthusiasm of white Christian leaders to finally acknowledge, acknowledge how racism undergirds so much of our policy in this nation. And the movement, the momentum, the spirit began to grow in that room. There was an enthusiasm that I haven't seen before in a long time. And at the end of that dinner, people said, we need to make a statement, (laughs) 20 people, a statement. We want to invite some other people, and let's invite so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. So So it was one of those nights. So we had the holidays, and we all came back and got together for dinner, and we had a statement. And I I felt, again, a palpable (laughs) movement of the Spirit in that room. I don't always feel that. I don't always say that. But... I felt it. We all felt it. And here was the idea. Since we're so known, church leaders, for our differences, what we disagree on, what our conflicts are, what if we were known for our unity around racism and poverty as theological, biblical issues? These are matters of the gospel, of what it means to follow Jesus Christ as Lord. The statement was shared at that meeting And it was amazing to see even a deeper enthusiasm for people to speak. This was a very diverse body of Christian leaders across racial lines, across denominational and theological lines. This was a very wide, broad group of church leaders. And this statement said, these are for us faith issues, not political partisan issues. These are faith issues. Poverty. 2,000 verses in the Bible about this. 
racism. Genesis 1, God says, I will make them in my own image, after my likeness. We're made in the image of God, all of us, no exceptions. And it was almost uh, a spiritual renewal, revival going on. And so it was a big group. It was 40 or 50 people, but still it was just 40 or 50 people. So we decided to send this statement out to all those who were there and people who might have wanted to be there if they knew about it. And so this week on Wednesday, every member of Congress and the Senate got this statement signed by 80 church leaders. The 80 people who signed the statement represent, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of Christians around the country who go to these churches. And I want to tell you, I've signed and written many statements, uh, never one as broad as this. I mean, on the statement there, there were Roman Catholic bishops and the heads of the Catholic Health Association, Catholic Charities, the National Association of Evangelicals. Yes, these are mostly white evangelicals. The National Council of Churches, these are the mainline churches, again, mostly white churches. Uh, Heads of black churches across the country signed this document. Hispanic Christian leaders across the nation signed this document. Pastors who represent very diverse congregations and pastors who hold mostly are white churches signed this. This is national church leaders across our boundaries, from Episcopalians to Quakers to Evangelicals to Catholics. Everybody was there. And I was amazed, really, to be honest, that a strong statement on racism and poverty and the integral connection between the two was signed by such a broad, diverse group of people. I'm not going to read you this whole statement, but I want to tell you a few things it says, and I want you to read it. I want you to go to sojo.net, and you'll find this statement, sojo.net. It's all over the place now. It's out to the press. It's around. It's in the air. Uh, You'll find it many places, but you can find it on our own sojourners, sojo.net. You'll find the statement. Uh, Let me just read you a couple lines that are amazing to me. As leaders from diverse families of U.S. Christianity, we are called by the Spirit to work together with a new urgency about the resurgence of racism and the persistence of poverty in America. We have different positions on other questions, but we are united on the gospel and biblical teaching on poverty and racism, feeling invited to do so by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. That's how it starts. Then it talks about, we believe that racism and poverty are theological issues, not just political, partisan ones. And racism is a sin that goes back to the founding of this nation. So it says, therefore, the whole counsel of God calls us to preach against the sin of racism from all of our church pulpits and call for repentance. Imagine if that happened. All of our church pulpits, you go to church and every white pulpits too, call racism a sin, and then call for repentance. Now, repentance in the Bible, in Jewish, Islamic, Christian Jews, does not mean feeling guilty and sorry. It's not what it means. The word repentance means turning around and going in a whole different direction. Turning around. What would that look like? Then it says the body of Christ is perhaps the most diverse racial community in the world. Let's get outside America. The body of Christ is the most diverse human community in the world. 1 Corinthians 1.12 
says that when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. That's what it says. When one part's honored, we're all honored. Well, here's what the statement says. When people of color in the body of Christ suffer, while many white members of the body of Christ do not acknowledge their pain, we are violating the principle laid down in 1 Corinthians 12 that we are one body with many parts who suffer with and honor one another. So in this statement delivered to Congress, we also quoted Galatians 3.28, which says, There is no more Jew or Greek, bond or free, male or female, because we are all united as one in Christ. That's what it says. Read it. Look it up. It quotes Genesis 1 where it says, Then God said, Let us make them human beings in our image, in our likeness. So God created all of us in the image of God. All of us, no exceptions. Imago Dei. Racism throws away Imago Dei. It says some of us are not really, some of them are not made in the image of God. Genesis 1, is, it's, it's right there. So racism overturns the first chapter of Genesis and said God was wrong. The failure to defend the lives and dignity of people living in poverty by individuals or governments is also a sin against God. Racism is a sin against God. Poverty is a sin against God. So whether people are liberal or conservative, have different political philosophies. On these issues, we should unite. It talks about what the Congress and the White House can and must do. It says God's love for all people moves us to reach out to people and leaders all across the political spectrum. We respect and pray for all those who are in authority, as the Bible tells us to. But it says it's time for all of us who disagree on other things to live up to our nation's ideals, and to do what God tells us to do. We are deeply troubled by the budget proposals coming from Congress and the President. They outline more than $2 trillion of cuts to programs for hungry and poor people in this country and around the world. These cuts would hurt struggling people of all races. That's, of course, that's true including millions of low- and middle-income families who need safety net programs at some point in their lives. But the hardest hit will be African-American, Latino, Native American communities where poverty is also way too high in those communities and people in the poorest countries in the world. This is not just a policy issue for us. The statement says, this for us is a matter of faith. So... It ends with this, the spiritual power of a fresh, energetic, multiracial movement against both racism and poverty is our prayer. So God help us. So God help us. I'm amazed at how many people sign this, but signing statements doesn't mean anything really by itself. This could be a living and breathing statement, a declaration calling us to act. Congresswoman Barbara Lee walked out of that second dinner, and she said with tears in her eyes, this is the first time in 30 years I haven't felt so lonely about this, about putting together racism and poverty. We can put them together because they are biblical issues, theological issues, 
gospel issues about following Jesus. They're not Republican, Democrat. It's much deeper than that. So we're saying that. We're all saying that to the churches and to the Congress. So check it out. A Unity Declaration on Racism and Poverty. I shared with pastors in Florida yesterday. They're all taking it home to pass out in their churches. Check it out. Share it with your friends. Tell your pastor about it. It's time for us to be known, not just by our differences, by what we're unified on. That we are all one in Christ, and that God made us, all of us, in God's image, no exceptions. This is Jim Wallace. God bless.